How's everyone doing this morning? Good, good, good. We, we thin out after the kids go out. You know, I wish, <clears throat> I, wish I could thin out that, that quickly and easily. Uh, <laughs> um, man, again, I just absolutely, absolutely love, love, love the worship team. I love what they do. I love what they bring to the body Dayton. I love the young people who are involved and growing. Uh, it's such a blessing. Um, leadership who are able to cultivate and grow the young people the way that they do. Man, I'm telling you what, I, uh, I just, PJ, I mean, we got it made, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, we 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 pra- we say on a regular basis. I just was talking to him, and I'm I'm I seen you come up on stage like hugging because you're just like, and it's just it's like, man, if this goes if this goes bad, like we just we mess it up. It's it's got to be on us because they are killing it. Like we've been blessed, um, and that goes for you too. People sitting out there encouraging, supporting. Um, We are grateful for everyone here at the Body Dayton. Uh, So I am going to be talking to you about something today that I believe I'm I'm, I'm not, well, I hope, because, you know, sometimes I can do this. I I don't mean to preach at you. That's not my plan today. Uh, I don't know that this is necessarily an encouragement. It's more of a a thought that maybe a reminder because the world we live in we just to me it's it's like i picture it like white water rafting you know if you're in the boat and everything's good you know you just got to make sure you're doing what you're supposed to be doing if you were to happen to fall out you know who knows because at that point you're at the whim of the current right and the world we live in is much like that current. It is going at a thousand miles per hour. And if you make a wrong step, you can be swept away um, so easily and without notice. So <clears throat> I gave my message today a title. And uh, I was like, does it really fit? I'm not sure. But the more I read the scriptures, I was like, this fits. This is perfect. And the message title is this. When keeping your head on a swivel goes wrong. Nope, I'm sorry. I changed it. Keeping, <laughs> keeping your head on a swivel or not. Or nah, right? As the kids would say. Keeping your head on a swivel or nah. Um, as you hear, I had it one way and I changed it. And the reason I changed it was because... I was in, I went through police academy. My wife has been watching a television show called The Rookie, which is about police. Uh, And one thing you hear them say over and over is, you know, keep your head on a swivel, keep your head on a swivel. Pastor Jeff was telling me he went to a training recently uh, for the job that we work at, and uh, it was Alice training. And, you know, they're like, keep your head on a swivel, right? And so that's a pretty common thing that I'm sure everyone here has heard. And it's like the concept is, is you want to keep your head on a swivel so you know what's going on. You're not surprised by anything. And that that makes perfect sense. It really does uh, if, if it's up to you. If you are the one that needs to save everyone, then you kind of need to know what's going on at all times around you. Uh, But when you're not accountable for saving everyone, having your head on a swivel is probably more of a issue than it is a help. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. So, I'm going to be a little transparent here, as you know, I typically try to be. Sometimes I'm sure Pastor Jeff is like, could you not tell them that? (laughs) 
to Miss Kim. She'd be like, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, um, I, I started, some of you know, I started school some years back and I was trying to finish to get a degree so that I could, you know, work in the education field and actually get paid for it. Um, <laughs> and I would, I would go and I'd be doing school and then something would pop up, whether it was here in ministry or at home. And I would think to myself, I made the wrong choice. I made the wrong choice because I need to be focused here. Over a period of time, I'm sure to some people, it could have seemed like I might have been a little uh, schizophrenic, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm in, I'm out, I'm in, I'm not sure. And so I was talking to Pastor Jeff uh, because a lot of times he is my counselor. Um, I just, I pour it all out on him. I'm just, but I'm like, man, I, I really feel like this is what God wants me to do. And then I'm like, man, I don't know. Maybe I read it wrong. And finally, I came to the point where I really believed that God didn't really care whether I went to school or not. Go to school. Don't go to school, Dwayne. I'm, I'm fine with either one. But you need to know a few things. If you go to school, it's going to be harder, right? It's going to be harder for you to do what I need you to do and do that. And I'm like, okay, so that means you don't want me to go, right? <laughs> That's not it at all. That's not it at all. It's, it's easier it's easier to make that decision because who wants harder? Nobody wants harder. So I, I continued, I continued this for some time. And recently I shared, I shared the way I felt with Pastor Jeff and I won't, I won't share that with you because it was a little bit of a disturbing picture. I'm, I'm just going to say it. It was like fishing hooks in skin, and it was just, yeah, I'll stop there. I'll stop there. Uh, but what I realized is, and it was because he said something that hit me. He said, sometimes it's just about reprioritizing. He said, and we have to reprioritize on the fly, and that's okay. And I was like, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't feeling that 100%. <laughs> because I'm like, reprioritize on the fly? Well, then are you really prioritizing? Because this should be this, and that should be that, and, you know. But as I got in scriptures, and I was, I've been reading I realize that's exactly what's happening. Reprioritizing. There is, there is one priority in our life, one that is immovable. Amen. And that's God. Amen. That's our relationship with Christ. That is immovable. It does not change. Everything else, everything else changes. And if we didn't change, it would go really bad, really fast. I won't go into examples of that, right? But I'll just use one. We didn't always have microphones. If I was still trying to do church without a microphone, I probably wouldn't have a big audience. I'm just, and that's, that's minor. That's minor, right? So I don't know about you, but have you ever found yourself where you're frantic because you're trying to figure out what's the priority? Like, what's the most important thing? What's the thing I need to be doing now? Oh, shoot. 
I made the wrong choice, right? I sh- Man, I thought I should have been focused on this, but I probably should have been focused on this. Or you look up and, you know, you're juggling and you're like, ah, dang it. I dropped one because I tried to pick up another one. And, and you just, you beat yourself. I mean, we, can I say we because I'm, I'm probably talking more to myself and I say you, but I'm really talking about me. We beat ourselves up and we, we just, we, we look up one day and we come out and we look like we've been roughed over two or three times because of what we've done to ourselves, trying to figure out what we need to do and what we don't need to do and what's okay and all of that good stuff. So I want to read some scripture to kind of help us with this idea, with this, this thing that we do, um, which I'll call doing the right thing, right? What's the right thing? Bear with me. The right thing. Man, in the world we live in right now, you talk to one person and this is right. You talk to another person and this is right. And like I said, with the current that is the world we live in, it's easy to think you're doing the right thing and you're actually doing the wrong thing. And you end up starting here and being way over here. And what happens is, is that your destination can be thrown off tremendously, even just from here to here. You're like, you're not helping. You're just adding more pressure. I get it. I get it. But hear me out. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 4, verses 25 through 27. It reads like this. Let your eyes, I'm going to read a different version. Let your eyes look directly forward. Keep that one up there. Let your eyes Look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet. Then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. I had Miss Lana put this one up there. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet and stay on the path. This, this is hard for us to do. It's it's almost impossible for us to pick a path and go with it. I talked to you at the beginning about college, right? Me in college. When I started, I started and I was headed in the direction of education. Um, And then I switched. I switched because I was like, I'm chasing after a career that I don't want. I know who I am. I know what I'm, I'm meant to do. This is it right here, right? So anything else is just extra. Extra is okay until it becomes a distraction from what you're meant to be doing. If there's one thing I'm clear on, it's what I'm meant for. And if everything is extra, I have to be able to do the extra in order to continue. If I can't do the extra, then I need to stop. I'm getting ahead of myself.
when young people go to college, it's expected. I'm going to go and be this. And then a uh, semester in, they're like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do this. And then a quarter goes by and they're like, yeah, I'm changing one more time. They think that's just life. And we've all accepted that as being life. And I'm not saying that that's wrong, it's horrible, but what it is, is it is unstable. And we have enough instability in our lives as it is. So where do we get the stability? Where do we get the stability? We get the stability right here. Very simply put, go back for me, Miss Lena. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Go next. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Some people heard that and they said, stay on the safe path, right? So I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stay safe. It's not meaning to not do anything. It's not meaning to lock yourself in a room and never take chances. That's not what's being said here. The question is, what are you locking your eyes on? If you're locking your eyes on Jesus, I'm about to say something that's about to be just, is about to go against like everything. <laughs> If you lock your eyes on Jesus, I don't care how much you sway. I don't care how many times the road turns to the left or to the right. Your destination will never change. Now, for some people, they're like, mm-mm, mm-mm, I can't go with that. That's not okay. The science people are like, that's against the physics, laws of physics, and all this. Like, I get it. I get, I get it. But the, the, the one true course in our life is Jesus. He is the only thing that is constant and that will bring stability. That's why the word says he brings peace beyond our understanding. Because everything could be turning upside down, inside out, and going round and round. And for some reason, there are certain people who seem to be walking completely straight. Amen. I want to break this scripture down, if you'll let me. The one that I read. You can leave this one up here. It says... Let your eyes look directly forward. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 says this. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. We all know what Jesus went through. If you don't, real quick. He was born. He lived a life where they attempted to kill him from day one. And then he got on the scene and he began to disrupt everything. He was healing people, bringing people back to life who were dead. And they began to plot to kill him. And he continued to do what he did basically as a fugitive, not on the run. Why do I say not on the run? Because there was never a moment where Jesus was like running from anybody. Yeah, there were moments when he would pop up and disappear but that was only because he needed to go pray to keep his focus on what was important so I bring you back to the idea that everything can be blowing up around you and you still can continue to do what it is you're meant to do 
I'm not Jesus. I wasn't there. But based off of what I read, there were plenty of opportunities for Jesus to jump ship, change directions, and do anything other than what he was doing. There were full conversations where they're like, you're going to do what? Well, why don't we just do this? One guy said, that's not going to happen. I'm going to kill anybody that tries to, you know what I mean? Like, he could have went along with any of those situations. He could have stayed put. He could have hid out. But he made the choice to do what? Keep moving toward his destination. In the midst of him moving toward his destination, he was here, there. He was all over the place. But there's one thing that never changed, his destination. Let's continue. Ponder. Ponder. I'm not, I'm not even going to go any further. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 6, verse 21. I'm going to read this version for you, and then I'm going to let you hear something else. Verse 5, it says this. She does not ponder the path of life. Her ways wander. And she does not know it. This is Proverbs. And the story there is it's talking about the, the woman who has the lips of honey. And she knows how to talk to the guy and woo him into the place where she wants him to be. And it's like, use wisdom. Stay away from that, that lady. Because she doesn't ponder the path of life. And therefore, she wonders and doesn't even know it. When we don't have our eyes set, when we're not pondering, meditating on, thinking about our destination, we can wonder. We can drift. I'm, I'm about to step out of here on the edge. but I'm going to stay safe. There are things in the world we live in that are gray areas, right? And a lot of times, most church people try to steer clear of those gray areas. And some church people are just flat out like, white or black, and that's it, right? And I, I get that. I get that. But it's like, in order to be all things to all people, you can't always, you can see things as white and black, but you have to step into the gray area in order to walk with somebody. Let me be very clear about what I'm saying here. I'm not saying and I'm not giving anyone a, a pass to just go and sin. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if there is a young person who has a struggle that is not your own and everyone is clear on the struggle, so that means you should be just as clear and follow what everybody else says you should do. But if you do that, then that keeps you at a distance from that person. And if Jesus wants to meet that person, talk to that person, and come to that person, then you're going to have to break the rules a little bit. And if you don't, what happens to that person? I'm going to have to be specific here because I don't want anybody to mistake what I'm saying or to confuse what I'm saying. This is, this is going to be a tough one, but I backed myself into a corner, so I got to go with it. 
It just got easy. I have a cousin. I have a cousin, and she went to church here for a while. And she hasn't been here for some time. They left because of COVID and just haven't made their way back. But this cousin, it's very clear. It's very clear that my cousin, you know, she's living a, a certain lifestyle. Now, where she's at in that lifestyle, that's between her and God. I don't question that. What I am excited about is that she's here. Okay? What I'm excited about is that she calls me with conversations about what she's learned, what she heard, how it's transforming her, how she's seeing things that she never saw before. Because I am focused on the destination, then when she speaks of these things, what I see are glimpses of the same place I'm headed to. Does that make sense? It's kind of like you're driving somewhere and somebody's with you and they're like, oh, wait, I've seen this before. I've drove by this McDonald's. I know where we're at now. And they're like, oh, wait a second. Now I don't get it. What, what did you do? You just turned another way that I'm not really sure about, right? Keep, just stay with me. Stay with me. While we're being tugged to and fro in the world we live in, this is right, this is wrong, you shouldn't do this, you should go this way, you should keep straight, you should go left, you should go right, and all of this different stuff that we all have advice for, ideas for, the way it should get done, the way it should happen. I think sometimes, because we're not pondering the correct thing, we can wonder, like the lady here. Back to my cousin. I go out for a, a, a lunch with my cousin, and she says to me, Dwayne, I know. I know what the Bible says about where I'm at. She's like, but I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure because isn't this just one religion? That's something I can speak to. I may not be able to speak to what you feel, what you felt, where you've been, how you were born. I may not be able to speak to all of that. But what I can speak to is this. I can speak to the word of God. And that is very clear. Are you picking up what I'm putting down now? Or is it starting to come all together? There's one thing that I can go back to that will keep me on the path. Let's look at, let's look at that scripture. It goes, it says, ponder the path of your feet. Then all your ways will be sure. Go back to go back to the Proverbs chapter 4 25 for me. Look straight and fix your eyes on what lies before you. I can get all wrapped up in the conversations of what's right and what's wrong or I can keep my eyes focused on what I know Amen. is truth. And watch this. Here's a fact. My cousin decided to come to my church because of that reason and that reason alone. She said, I know one thing is that I'm not going to get anything but the truth from you. She said, I want you to, I don't want you to stop preaching anything that you preach, please. I don't want you to, I don't want you to, Water down your message for my sake to make me feel good. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm not. 
I'm not. She's like, well, I just, you know, I, I, you, you know, I don't typically hear you say anything. I was like, why do I feel like I, why do I need to say anything? I'm here to preach one thing and one thing only. I'm not here to preach what's right and wrong in the eyes of the world that we live in because the world we live in changes so quick. One day, now I'm, I'm again, I'm about to step off into, you know, I feel like this is safe. I mean, I'm about to say something about the restroom. Is it okay? And it's because... I don't care. I mean, I do, but I don't. But it's like, who can go in this restroom? Who can go in this restroom? I get it. Those are, those are what I like to call details, right? Because the details, I've always heard, is where the devil lives at, right? <laughs> the devil is in the details is what I've always heard. And I get that because that's where he can kind of tweak things. When you start getting down to the minute Topics, that's where he can tweak things. But while he's over here tweaking, I'm over here like, there's only one thing that matters to me. And it's Jesus. Because if it takes you five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years to get to him, so be it. Do you got five years, 10 years, 20 years? I don't know. I'm not the one that makes that rule. I'm not the one that makes that call. I am only here to do one thing. Plant seed, water it. Watch it grow. Thank you. I love it. That was perfect. I didn't even know what to say. I was just like, I'm not growing it, so I don't know what I'm doing. I guess I'm just watching it grow. Ponder. I'm going to read the scripture one more time. The Proverbs chapter 5. It says, she does not ponder the path of life. Her ways wander and she does not know it. So busy looking at everything else, doing everything else that we don't even realize we've went off track. That we're talking about, focused on and doing something that's not getting anybody any closer to the destination. Verse 21 says, for a man's ways are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all his past. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 21. For the Lord sees clearly what a man does, examining every path he takes. I don't need to talk to you about what you're doing. I don't need to talk to you about how you're headed there. And all, I, That's not for me. As, now, as a pastor, I know I get up here and I may be preaching the word of God and I might, you know, give you an example. But that's why I use my life so often. Because I know my life. I know my mess ups. I've struggled with them. I've dealt with them. I've went to God with them. And he's working them out. He's making my path straight. But only because... I keep my eyes on the destination. But if he didn't, like if, not if he didn't, but if I didn't, if I, if, if I didn't, guess what? There's one person that knows everything about Dwayne Grant and it's not my wife. What? One person is God. Oh, no, not you, Pastor Jeff. <laughs> There's one person that knows when I wake up in the morning and I'm frustrated and angry. There's one person that knows that I go to bed and I'm frustrated and angry. There's one person that knows that I disagree with this and I agree with that. There's one person that knows that I might tell you that I'm a Republican, but deep down inside, I'm a Democrat. It doesn't matter. 
some of you guys are gonna leave here like, so I wonder what he really is though. <laughs> Devil is in the details, people. Because as soon as you start going off into that track, guess what? You're like, Jesus, Jesus, I wonder, is Pastor Dwayne, what about Pastor Jeff? Is he, what's he doing? What is he? <laughs> and you just, you all over the place. And you got other people, watch this. This wasn't even part of the message. But because you like, <laughs> then you got everybody else looking at you like, what is he doing? What is he doing? And they went from here to following you. They now following you trying to figure out what you're doing. For the Lord sees clearly, clearly, not kind of, sort of, maybe, I might have thought I saw. No, clearly what a man does, examining every path he takes. Let's continue. I will be here all day. <sighs> Going back to the scripture. I read it. I ponder the path of your feet. Then all your ways will be sure. I want to read another scripture to you. Psalms chapter uh, 119 verse 5. Oh, that my actions would consistently reflect your decrees. Oh, that my actions would consistently reflect your decrees. <laughs> if we have our eyes on the destination and where we want to head, what would happen? What would happen if, if we did that and then our actions then begin to reflect what we know. Sometimes I'll, I'll talk to somebody and I'll, as a pastor, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to know every scripture there is. I am not as good as Pastor Jeff. So therefore, I don't, I'm not good at reciting scripture. Back in high school and Bible school, I mean, in Bible class, when I was at the Christian school for the two years that I was there, I did great in Bible, but only because I would look over my Bible scripture <laughs> right as I was walking in the room. Like, my turn, my turn, my turn, please, please, my turn, my turn. You know what I mean? Like other kids. You know, we're walking around, they read it once a week ago, and they're like, I got this scripture down pat. And I'm like, that's great, that's great. But then when we were out and we were doing whatever we were doing, we were hanging, we were kicking it, they might be able to quote that scripture. But I lived that scripture. So that when it came time and somebody asked me, man, I just don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what the right thing is. And I'm like, well, I don't have a scripture for you, but I, I know that I'm pretty sure it says something like, uh, don't worry about what, what you think you know. Look to Jesus and he'll give you direction. Now, I do know that scripture, though. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. So when I say, when I say, don't worry about the details. Stay focused on the destination. That's what I'm saying. Let's continue. One more. One more. Let me read the last part of this scripture. Do not, right, after, after it says, ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. It says, do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. Huh? 
Let's look at another scripture. Joshua chapter 1, verse 7 and 8. Be strong and very courageous. Pause. So not turning to the left or the right, it looks like this, just so I can be clear. Should we, should we not? Is this okay, is it not? Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. The instructions. The instructions that Moses gave us. Well, Pastor Dwayne, aren't those instructions the Ten Commandments? I just feel like somebody would say that to me. And I would say to them, if that's, the, if, if that's, if that's where God is leading you, then go there. Because here's the truth of the matter. He told us not to forget those. But if you get there, I am almost 100% positive that you're going to get to what came next. Right? I'm not worried about the details. If that's the direction you want to head, then I encourage you, go and dig in there. But I believe with all of my heart that as you dig in there, you're going to come to a conclusion. And that conclusion is going to be, I can't keep the Ten Commandments. So what am I supposed to do then? And that's when Jesus is going to show up and he's going to say, that's me. I've got you covered. And then you're going to say, well, I don't understand because they said this and they said this and they said this. And he's going to say to you, hey, ponder the path. Stick with me. Let's look. I want to read. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Verse 8 says, study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. I'm about to wrap up here. I'm going to wrap up with scripture. Is that okay? 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 35. I am saying this for your benefit, not to place restrictions on you. I want you to do... I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord best with as few distractions as possible. Listen, the world we live in is not getting any better. And if we're going to live this life as Christians, there's one thing that we cannot do. We cannot get distracted. We cannot get distracted by those little details. So many of us really believe and we've got caught up, been lied to, and, and took the bait of, well, if I don't know the details, then I might go off the, the road. No, 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 no. It's the details that lead you off the road. I promise you, it's the details that will lead you off the road. There have been people that have told me so many times, Dwayne, you've got your head in the sand. Really? Huh. I'm not going to respond to that. I'm not going to tell you what came to my mind because it's just not fruitful. I feel like I'm doing pretty good. I feel like I'm doing pretty good. 
You know what I mean? Sometimes I'm not sure if I'm left or right. You know why? Because I'm too busy looking straight ahead. I'm too busy looking straight ahead. I don't mean to yell. I'm sorry. I just get passionate, you know? And then when I start thinking about what people got to say, I just get frustrated and I'm yelling next thing you know. Last scripture. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to go back to the last one one more time. I am saying this for your benefit. Not to place restrictions on you. I'm not telling you because somebody in here might be like, well, he wants me to have blinders on and not see anything that's going on in the world. Hey, you know what? You can look at whatever you want to look at. But I'm telling you right now, the more you do this, the less you doing this. And this, it may keep you safe in some moments, in some moments, but man, it's going to tire you out when you could be doing this and everything else to be going on around you. And you ain't concerned because what you're looking at is what's keeping you safe. What you're looking at is what's keeping you calm. What you're looking at is what's keeping you at peace. What you're looking at is what's keeping you moving in the direction you want to go, the direction you need to go. I'm not trying to put restrictions on you. I'm trying to tell you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord best with as few distractions as possible. I can go to school and I can finish and get my bachelor's degree as a counselor. That's what I'm doing. When I switch from the education to the, I can do that. And guess what? I can go back and do my master's in the education. And now I've got both. And then I can go back and I can do my doctorate in something different. And guess what? The one thing that ain't going to change is me on this stage doing what I meant to do. And all that education, it might just help. But what I'm not going to let it do is distract me from what I know. Last scripture, and we're going to pray. Mark chapter 4, verse 19. Just a reminder, a reminder. But all too quickly, the message is crowded out. Pause. Hear me, because this is what I'm leaving you with as you walk out the door today. All too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life, the lure of wealth, and the desire for other things. So no fruit is produced. No fruit is produced. The message, the message. What message? Jesus came. He died so that you and I could have a connection to the Father, an unbreakable connection, safety, peace, strength, endurance, wisdom, understanding, Love, grace, all of that. And it gets lost 
because we're so busy having our head on a swivel. Everything that I'm saying to you, I know there's no part of it that's easy. There are lives being lived in this room right now. And, and you're probably thinking, you have no idea. If I don't have my head on a swivel, I don't know what might come next. I say to you, he does. He does. And can I tell you something? If it's ugly, if it's bad, if it's hurtful, if it's shameful, if it's any negative thing, he still has got you. If you keep depending on him, he still has got you. If you keep looking to him, the answer doesn't change. I, I don't want to see people fall in ditches. I don't want to see people fall into the wayside. I don't want to see that. But I'm going to say something that probably a lot of pastors won't say. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You know why? Because we're just that dumb. What? Is he allowed to say that? Hey, I was, I was watching a message that I preached, and I, we were likened to sheep. Sheep. Sheep are some of the dumbest people out there, or animals. And that's what we were likened to. I don't know that much about sheep. All I know is the shepherd has to continually go and get them because they wander off. They wander off. If you're here today and you're like, man, I can't stop. I can't stop looking to my left and to my right. I can't. I feel unsafe. Can I say something to you? And this is not a dig. I just want to bring, I want to hopefully bring some revelation. I want to shine a light on the enemy. Because that's all it is. It's not you. It's the enemy. If you've got your head on a swivel and you can't take it off, it's because there's a part of you that doesn't trust God to take care of you. That's not a dig. I deal with that sometimes. Are you going to do this? Because if not, maybe I need to take control. You want me to spend time with you, looking at you, focused on you? Well, then I need you to take care of some of this other stuff. If you can't take your head off the swivel, I want to pray with you. I'm not saying that my prayer for you is going to fix it. But the Bible says where two or three are gathered together, he'd be there in the midst. Check. And it says we should pray with one another. Right? On one accord. Believing for the same thing. And if nothing else, that's all I want to do. I want to believe with you. I want to pray with you and I want to believe with you. I want to stand with you. And I hope you will stand with me. God, today, I want to take my head off a swivel. I want to be able to focus on you without being afraid of what's coming from my left and from my right. I want to be able to keep my eyes straight ahead without worrying about what's sneaking up behind me. I want to keep my eyes on the path that you've carved out even when it looks like the path has changed.
If that's you, here, bow your heads. Because I know sometimes people are like, oh, I, don't know everybody, I don't know everybody know my business. Guess what? I believe we're all there at times. But if that's something that you struggle with, if you know you struggle with having your head on the swivel and not focusing on God, trusting him, keeping your eyes straight ahead, if that's you, would you raise your hand? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for your courage. Thank you for your courage today. Listen to me. You can put your hands down. I want to pray. I'm, I'm going to pray right here. But I need you to do me a favor. If you raised your hand, would you be courageous enough just to look at me? I'm not going to ask you to stand up. Would you look at me? Look at me. Thank you. Listen. Some of you, I know the struggle. I know the fear. Some of you, can, I can only guess. But I want to tell you something. God does not change. He does not change. And today, today, you may think, oh, here we go again. I'm praying again about something else. No, 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 no. Every time you take a step like this, you are putting notice to the enemy. Amen. I see you. I'm not going to fall to your lie. We may run through this again, but I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to call you out and I'm going to tell you I'm going to press in harder. And that's what's happening right here. So I'm going to pray with you right now. Lord God, you've seen the people who raise their hands, Lord God. You know their hearts. God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that your Holy Spirit would come in and support them. Support them against the enemy. When he lies to them, when he tries to bring doubt to them, in the name of Jesus, strengthen them in that moment because your word says so and you, you have to keep to your word. It says when we are at our weakest, that's when you would be strongest. Father, the enemy is trying to weaken us. He's trying to get us distracted, to take our mind and our hearts off of our savior, our safety net, our comforter, our peace giver, our everything. He's trying to get us distracted. And right now I pray for each one of the people that open their eyes and raise their hand. God, I pray right now that there would be a difference, that they would feel, they would feel your strength. They would feel your comfort. They would feel your peace. They would hear your voice, receive your direction so that they don't have to keep their head on a swivel. No more swivel in the name of Jesus. They will be able to walk knowing that you're in control, complete control. And even when they think they're in control, God, remind them nicely, please, softly, gently remind them that they're not in control. And living with you is their best course. If there's anybody here that doesn't know Christ Jesus as their Lord and Savior, I want to pray with you. So I'm just, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for you. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand or none of that. Because you know, you know where you're at. Lord God, if there's anybody that has not given their life to you, said, here, take it, here I am, do what you will, change me, transform me. If they haven't made the confession, I believe in you, I love you, I, I want to know more about you. If they haven't said that, Lord God, and today they are willing to, today their heart desires you, God, move in their life. Begin to show them how you've been there. And how you will continue to be there. Begin to show, open their eyes so they, they can see you moving in their lives daily. And as they change and transform, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that they would begin to testify of the goodness of God. They would testify of your goodness, of your grace, your mercy, your love, your power. 
In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Keep your head on a swivel or nah? I'm going to go with nah. Thank you all for coming today. We appreciate you. We love you here at the Body Day. And thank you, Facebook, for joining us. Guys, go and enjoy this beautiful weather out there. I'm going to go hop on my motorcycle and see what I can get into. <laughs> love you guys. Bye-bye.